1: And a good Saturday morning, and welcome to National Play Outside Day. And if you're planning on playing outside, we've got some suggestions for you to do just that. Welcome to the outdoor show uh, we got a big fishing rodeo going on, the 72nd Annual Empire South Tar- Pass Tarpon Rodeo. Of course, tarpon's a signature species, but there's lots of other categories, and we'll have a live report from the Way station headquarters with Mitch Juricich down at Delta Marine and Empire coming up shortly. We've also got other reports from all across the coast. We've got a all-star staff of field reporters, professional guides, marina operators to help you find and catch some fish. Now, last week we asked you to vote in our opinion poll. Regarding the Louisiana Ducks Unlimited chapter conducting a fundraiser involving a Missouri duck hunting guide service, arguably responsible in some part for altering the waterfowl migration here in Louisiana. The question we asked on our opinion poll, is it hypocritical, hypocritical, I would say, to use Louisiana hunter dollars to support poor hunting in the Bayou State? We've got the results for you. If you want to weigh in on it, go to my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, and check out the opinion poll. We've also got a little detailed description of what it's all about. You know, it's almost hard to believe it, but following the two boating accident deaths we had as a result of propeller strikes in Louisiana, we've had two more. Sad news. This should serve as a warning to all boaters. We've got that coming up for you. Plus, we're still on Red Snapper Watch where are we with regard to reaching the harvest quota that will signal the end of the season? I've got the latest stats for you. And we have a, a story. Five Mississippi guys came here to Louisiana. They had plans to bring 665 catfish back to the Magnolia State with them. But all they ended up was this week's Bad Boys of the Outdoors. We've got their story coming up and Uh, After this show, I'm going to be headed to the Louisiana Outdoor Writers Association Annual Conference. It's in Thibodeau this year. Uh, Tonight's activities will include presenting the Fish of the Year Award. I'm going to tell you who's going to be there to accept it, and she'll be telling her story. Also, this week kicks off Season 10 of Bayou Wild TV. Uh, This week's episode, Oyster Science, and it's just in time. Yesterday was National Oyster Day. I believe this is National Oyster Month. Got to enjoy them, got to love them. We also welcome your comments, your questions, your fishing reports on our in-studio text line. That number is 504-504. Two six zero one eight seventy. Quick look at your coastal marine forecast. If you're headed offshore today, southeast winds 10 to 15 knots, 2 to 3 foot seas, about a 40% chance of rain. Our interior lakes and bays got a east southeasterly wind, at light 5 to 10 with a light chop. Tomorrow about 40% again on the rain chances. East wind 10 to 15, 2 to 3 foot seas if you're headed offshore. And on the inside, we've got easterly winds at 5 to 10 knots, A light chop. Average tide, got some good rock and rolling water at 1.4 on the tide range. And your Mississippi River at 3.6 on the gauge and continue in the fall. That is good news for downriver fishermen. All right, we're going to be back in just a few minutes with uh, Robbie Campo. He leads off for us every Saturday morning. He's at Shell Beach. He's at Campo's Marina. We've got Jeff Brule, Captain Kirk Stansel, and a whole host of field reporters. And most importantly, we got you. Send me a text, who are you, where are you, and what you're doing on a Saturday morning. That number is 504-260-1870, and we'll be right back after this brief pause where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, at this time every Saturday morning, we hear from this guy with few exceptions when he's up there hunting turkeys or deer. I'm talking about Robbie Campo at Campos Marina in Shell Beach, and this morning is no exception. Good morning, Robbie. Give us a little rundown on what the weather's looking like. We know it's hot, but other than that, how are the fish biting?
2: Well, you know, Don, uh, i tell you the truth. It was kind of slow this week. Actually, we're getting a little bit of rain right now. We're getting a little shower I saw that on a radar coming up the channel but it was on the other side of Hope Dale this morning when I got here. And uh this morning it's uh well now it's here. So but um tell you the truth, Don, I, it was it was kinda slow this week. It wasn't, you know, that that fast action that we were getting, you know, uh, a month ago. Um and you're right, it's hot, uh water's hot. Um I think people need still need to start fishing deeper, because uh, it seems like the guys that are fishing deeper around um around the central rigs and, you know, Holy Cross and those rigs out in Breton Sound are catching nicer fish, and they're catching, you know, more and nicer fish. So I think that's a strategy that everyone kind of needs to go to with the water being 89, 90 degrees. Uh, with that said, um, you know, uh, Long Rock's pulled a bunch of people out of the hole this week. Um, if I was headed out this morning, I think that's where I would make my first stop. As along the Long Rocks, um, you know, uh, plenty of white trout mixed in with them over the oyster reefs over in Anastasia and, um, you know, going uh, east over towards uh, Comfort and uh, White Log Lake and Christmas Camp Lake and, you know, uh, Lawson Bay, that area is over there where people like to fish over those oyster reefs. Um, you know, that's been that's been kind of saving the day for people. But yesterday the wind was blowing uh it was kinda nasty so uh, you know, with the wind blowing. Not beautiful day, but the wind was blowing. So it kinda made things a little bit rough out there. But today if I was gonna go start, I think I would my first stop would be at the Long Rocks or Anastasia or somewhere on the other side of the Mystigo Dam going, you know, down, down that ship channel. That's where I would start today if it was me. Now shifting southward a little bit the river is going to come up a little bit. So we, uh, you know, you know, we got some big rains up in the Kentucky and Tennessee and, uh, we got, you know, that we know that river is going to come up a little bit, but I still don't think it's enough that it's going to hurt the black Bay area. Um, we've seen some fish coming out of there. I talked to captain Jack Payne over the other day when he came down here, I I got to shoot the breeze with him a little bit there for a little while. And, um, he told me it's been a crab shoot, been a hit and a miss over there. You know, one day you get them, one day you don't. But nevertheless, they're real fish over there if you got the right conditions. So with that said, if you want to do Delacro, it kind of separates the boats up a little bit, so everybody's not piled up on the long rocks. You could, uh, you know, you could you have options. Um, getting a few redfish over on the, uh around that Lake John area, you know, behind Delacro according to, you know, from what I was told, you know, going back to what uh, Grand Point Bay, back that way. So if you want to fish redfish, that's still doable. They're still getting just a couple along the eastern shoreline here, Lake Bondon. So, look, if you're coming out of St. Bernard Parish today and you want to come down to Shell Beach, or hook hook the left uh, bridge and come on down and see us.
1: Robbie, wanted to ask you quickly about fishing in the afternoons. You know, sometimes we get these midday thunderstorms that pops up and it rains itself out, the seas slick off, it kind of lowers the temperature, and some people say, "Look, I've got a few hours of daylight, I'm going to hook up the boat and go fishing. How how long will you or someone be down there to handle the launch and also get them some bait?
2: Well, Don, we're here at 6 o'clock every day until time change, and then we're here at 5 o'clock every day, but, uh, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, it, that's been, that's been happening. We have been having a couple guys that's been coming out late who have been running, who has been running out there on the outside of Anastasia. And they've been fishing on the South side of the channel, uh, over those shell bars. That's before the long rock when you come out of the ball canal coming back towards the dam and they've been doing it. They've been catching quite a few fish. So, um, you know, like I said, you, you, you got options and, and that is doable uh, and they are picking up, you know, because usually that's a fall and tide and even, and they are picking up a couple of redfish still along the uh, shoreline of Lake Bourne. Um So the eastern shorelines of Lake Barn, So if you, you got options. I mean, just you know, like I said, if you're coming down, come on, hook to the left and come on down and see us. I'm just hoping that this, you know, we I know we're going to go through this 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 hot this heat real, uh, you know, for what the next month here, Don. We got, you know, we're early into August and. We're going to be fooling with this. We're going to be dealing with heat. We're, everybody's looking for a transition. It's just not going to happen yet, guys. I mean, <laughs> everybody wants a transition, and they want fall yep. fishing. And, look, nobody wants it more than me, but it's just not here yet, guys. you got to hang tight. we got to deal
1: with the heat. Yep, just bring your ice, your floppy hat, your sunglasses, and get you some of that cool blue spray and wipes and try to do the best you can. Robbie, absolutely. thanks. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for the report, Robbie. As always, we'll catch up with you again next week. Next week. All right, Don. Talk to you later, buddy. Bye-bye. All right. That's Robbie Campo. All right. Checking my text message board. I see we got some of our regulars checking in. The River Rat and the Worm. The Worm's got a little story on his name. He says his grandpa was called Hawkeye. His dad was called Captain Hawk. And then there's him. You drop one grinder in the bayou and you get labeled the Worm for life. Sorry to hear that. That's kind of a degenerative uh, situation there, going from Hawkeye to the worm. All right, our friend uh, Team Last All, they're out there hollering Raid of Pride. I'm with you. And then uh, having coffee and biscuits at the Neyland Family Farm, and then they're getting ready to warm up the dozer to work on some food plots today. Yeah, you got to get ready for that upcoming deer season. Get the groceries ready for those. Dear, All right, we'll be back and get to some more of your techs. Also, going to talk to Jeff Brule. You want a freshwater fishing report? He's got it. He's next. Right here on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. It's time for our freshwater fishing report and uh, bass report with Jeff Brule, brought to you by Pure Fishing, the makers of spider wire and now the most abrasion resistant conventional braided line. Introducing Durabraid, 25% tougher than conventional braids. You can get it in moss green from 6 to 80 pound test. The Durabraid backs up its claim as being the toughest braided line in fishing by producing even stronger knots and unequal chalk absorbency. Durabraid by Pure Fishing. Check it out. Jeff Rule joins us now, and Jeff, I guess the best place to start is the furthest away. Let's head on down to Venice because you've been spending some time down there. What'd you find?
3: Yeah, I'm down in Pilot Town, Louisiana today, the old place where all the captains used to stay. It's just pretty much a few camps and a long old wharf that you can walk down. But I'm on the back porch, a cup of coffee, and getting ready for the sun to rise. I can see little light skies to the east. Uh, but it's going to be a, look like a pretty good day. It was windy yesterday, kind of rough coming down the river. But uh, let's start with catfish. I went with Marshman Massa last week. We caught something around the Cypress Cove cleaning station. But we tried yesterday, and we didn't get a bite. But I think it's because they was cleaning fish, and they were throwing those uh, carcasses and bits of pieces over the side, and I think all the catfish were down there. And it's so rocky, you have to almost fish straight down when you fish over there. But we tried a few other spots, and mainly the saltwater species. So we need a little cool weather this fall, and then you can go all over the river and catch catfish. But it wasn't that good for the catfish.
1: And what was your backup plan?
3: Oh, went bass fishing. We went to uh, Raphael Pass. We caught us about, I don't know, about ten yesterday afternoon. We didn't stay long. We had some rainstorms around. Had got got run out by that. So you have to kind of go with the conditions. But we're just flipping canes. But the the big tip is, if you want to catch bass down in Venice, you got to go way down river. Uh, there's some places up around Batiste Colette and the land, and you can catch a few. But for the for the numbers you got to go like octave loomis dennis pass even further down if you want to run down further you can't it, it seems like it's pretty good but after fishing a few times down here and, and really the overall general report for bass in our area after hurricane ida last year I, we just kind of discussed like me and todd talked about we fishing all the time and the, the fishing has kind of declined a little bit for, for freshwater the chef pass area delacro and Obviously, you know Des Almonds and places like Tanspaho River are kind of void of fish. So it's going to be a tough fishing trip in Venice this year. But you still can catch them. You know, you get in the right spots with the right tide. I talked to some buddies; they've caught 30 and 40 on a trip. So that's probably your best best thing to do. The only disadvantage is the river's coming up a little bit this week. Uh, it's still green and pretty in most spots down here. But I'm just wondering if that rise is going to muddy it up for a couple of weeks.
1: Well, let's hope that the, we get kind of a light storm season so it'll give it a chance to recover. Uh, Chafalaya Basin, that area was not really affected by Hurricane Ida. What are the reports coming out of the big basin?
3: 1st have been good, but you got to go early and late. You know, with the heat, uh, the rivers, the Morgan City gauge is 3.1, and it's going to rise a little bit next week too, but I, I don't think it's going to go above 4. But, again, you're going to hit some muddy water pockets over there. You're just going to have to kind of – move and hit till you find them and then you know, kind of stick with them but the reports for the pan fish and everything over there have been good all summer uh it, but it, like i said it was the area that really wasn't impacted by the storm so that's that's one choice you got is either venice or the basin and you know then the other, you got other places up north that you can go and some of the lakes and stuff around mississippi alabama that are good for bass fishing but uh, right now i put my money on venice
1: Jeff, uh, you and your sidekick Todd also got into some flounders, which has become kind of a controversial subject. Whether we, you know, we're going to close it down during the October-November period for the spawn, but uh, people are starting to find more flounders. They got a little bit of a comeback, and you found some. Tell us how you found them and where.
3: Well, usually we catch them, you know, flipping the canes for bass. You'll catch a few. Um, we have this year caught a few, but I wanted to try to target them. I, uh, I don't know, back in the day, we uh, we'd go around Chef Pass with a just a quarter-ounce jig with a big chunk of shrimp. You you put a tail on there, like a matrix or whatever you wanted to use, and put a big chunk of shrimp and use your big flipping rod, the bass rods, because you wanted something real heavy. But just flip that around the the points, around the cuts and passes and any kind of sandy area that you see along the bank. And and we did catch a few, and hopefully Todd will have on the video next week on how we did it. But you do that and you move around. But you want that heavy rod for one reason. Those flounders are notorious for biting hard. And you've seen it so many times. People reel them upside the boat, and they just open their mouth and swim off because you hadn't penetrated the fish's mouth. So you use that big, heavy flipping stick, and when you feel that, that tap, and flounders usually hit pretty hard. You you set the wood to him and get him hooked good, and then you can just reel him on in and put him in the boat if he's not too big. and not I, Just I, get the net. But usually when you go for that net, you lose them.
1: Yep, I've had it happen to me, and that's one of the best flounder tips I've heard. Uh, use a, a good, solid, hard rod so you can really set that hook in that small, hard mouth. Great tip. You also got a tip for people who will be going downriver to fish for the bass uh, with regard to a new law requiring a WMA access permit. Explain how that works.
3: Yeah, they changed the law in July. Uh, any wildlife management area you go on now, you have to have a uh, $20 lot yearly license. Now, some of the license... It's included in, like, the lifetime license. I think there's a senior hunt license. And then I think there's a Louisiana sportsman license. It's kind of like a combo license you buy. Some of those inc- are included, but uh, double-check on that. But you have to have that $20 permit to, if you're on any kind of management area, and you have to fill out that self-clearing permit. Now, like, say, if you go down the Pasolucha or the wildlife management down here, like, say, to Loomis or Dennis, uh, there's really no check stations. You've got to really do it on the phone. Um, so you gotta load download the app and you know, check in and check out as you come in and out and they wanna know what you caught and what you did. So it's something different and um uh, they've had a couple of buddies say the game wardens down there giving warnings and you know, if they pick and start writing tickets, they said. So be prepared. If you get down there and you don't have that you might get a ticket. So that's just a FYI.
1: Yep, it applies to all WMAs, including some other lands uh, like Elmer's Island. It's a it's a new change, and uh, hopefully they'll get one of those kiosks. I believe there's a couple of them down there somewhere, but that's such a vast area with so many ways in and out. Like you say, it's best to get the phone app so you can check in and check out because it is a law it's required even if you're just fishing. Hunters are kind of familiar with that, who hunt WMAs, because they've been doing it for years, but this is brand new to the fishermen. Jeff, thanks for the great report. Good luck down there in Venice, and let us know how you did next time.
3: Will do. Thanks, Don.
1: All right, there he goes, Jeff Brule. When we come back after this, I'm going to get to some of your text messages, tell you about who won the Fish of the Year Award that will be presented tonight, and we'll also check out the Red Snapper landing estimates through July 24th. We're on Snapper Watch right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And tonight in Thibodeau at the Louisiana Outdoor Writer Association Conference, we were presenting uh, our Excellence in Outdoor Communication Awards for members. Normally we have a kids photography and essay contest, but because of the COVID with the schools, uh, they were not able to put that together. But we do present a Fish of the Year award, and that will be presented to Ella Douglas. Ella caught a 25.8-pound dog snapper a new first-place record for the state of Louisiana, and she will be awarded tonight, and we'll get to hear her tell her story, and we'll tell you all about it next week. All right, also, snapper watch. If you're a red snapper angler, uh, you know how it works. We've got a harvest quota. Louisiana, each state has their own harvest quota. Ours was 809,315 pounds. Well, 59% of that has already been caught through July 24th, and that does not include... A big rodeo weekend last weekend, a rodeo weekend this weekend, and some pretty good conditions to get out and get them. So I'm really not expecting red snapper season to go very much past Labor Day, uh, maybe a little bit into the fall. But uh, into the winter, uh, it would really take uh, some fish to stop being uh, caught and also some bad weather to, to keep it to going like it, as late as it did last year. But anyway, we'll keep you abreast of that. For now, go get them. Red snapper season, wide open. All right, checking out our text messages. We got the Backstrap Stacker in Josephine, Alabama. He's uh, headed out to snatch some of those elusive red snapper. Seas flat over here. Everyone, please stay safe on the water. Glad to hear you got those flat seas. Good conditions for getting some of those snapper. Uh, we got David uh, bass fishing in Rudock. Good luck to you. And here's one of those rhetorical questions: Why is August oyster month? There's no R in August. Well, you know that. Uh, you know it's a, it goes back to the days before refrigeration, and they said the only time to eat oysters was in the months with an R, and those are generally cooler water months when uh, there were no refrigeration was poor, and uh, the oysters would spoil in the hot days of August. But, uh, all, you know, modern technology is taking care of that, and still people say that. You only eat oysters in the months with R's in them, but uh, August is a good month for oysters. All right, uh, Ed Miller, he's checking in with us. So He's our regular listener over there in Wilmer, Alabama. Uh, here's a stump jumper. He's headed to the Pearl, north of I-10. You know, I fished there earlier uh, this year, and we did really good on goggle eye. Uh, Brim and also some bluegills. So if you're headed up that way, make sure you bring the gear for those. Uh, Here's one says, I'm working again this weekend, but I'm going to take my kids fishing along the marsh and Bay Area on Monday. Plan on getting some reds and trout. As always, your show is on in the shop. We all love it. That's the Irish Coonass, another one of our Alabama listeners. And from Justin in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. Uh, He watched Bayou Isle TV this morning, and he's proud of the resilience of Grand Isle after a traumatic hurricane. The oyster industry is back in full swing. Well done. Thank you, Justin, for that. Uh, Glad you enjoyed the show. And, yeah, we did the oyster uh, feature, learn all about oyster farming, and uh, it was done down in Grand Isle, which indeed has come back. And here's one says, and been enjoying your show for many years. Is tonight's function at Thibodeau open to the public? Thanks, that's from John. Uh, sorry, John, it is not. It is a uh, association of our Louisiana outdoor writers, broadcasters, communicators uh, of all types, uh, but it's certainly it's, it's, a, it's a kind of a contained a private event. And uh, Justin, uh, back in the refuge. Oh, he says also, Amanda Shaw just released a song. It's her cover of Louisiana Saturday Night, your opening theme. Check it out. Well, Justin, uh, we, uh, my, her, Amanda Shaw's people talked to my people this week, and we are going to get her on next Saturday morning. And not only are you going to hear from her, but you're also going to hear her rendition, which uh, I've listened to it and uh, really enjoy it. Uh, she uh, teamed up with Chopper, who did like a Saints thing for Louisiana Saturday night. It's a combination. It's a, it's a duo. And uh, it, it's a very well-done program, and I'll be happy to talk to Amanda again. had not seen her in a while. But be listening, Justin. I know you're a musician yourself, and you'll appreciate that. And this one says, Don, when deveining shrimp, why do some have gray-looking jelly, and what is it? Gray-looking jelly in the vein of a shrimp? Mm, I'd be a little bit leery of that. I'm not sure what you're talking about there. I've never seen that personally, and if I did, I'd uh, maybe think twice about eating. Unless it's something you can remove and clean up real easy. All right, we come back after this. We'll get some more of your text: five zero four two six zero one eight seven. We also got a grand, not a grand Isle, but an empire. South Pass Tarpon Rodeo update. Fishermen have been fishing hard for the last two days. It wraps up today down at Delta Marina in Empire. And Mitch Jurisich will be back to update the board for us and get your fishing report if you're headed that way. After this, on the outdoors with Don Debute radio network. All right, uh, checking back on our text board, uh, let's see. We got, uh, hey, Don, it's, I don't know if this is Charlie or Charlie. I'm not sure. It's spelled, it, it could say, be, go either way. <laughs> anyway, it's a 337 area code. They're going to bust some speckled trout south of Vermilion Bay. Been catching limits. Boy, that's good news. Vermillion Bay, uh, very seasonal on trout. And I guess this is the season for them. When the chaffalaya gets uh, as low as it gets, those trout kind of move in close to shore. All right, here's one uh, headed down to the... Pack in uh, the kayak. Got any reports from out there? What the pack is is the Point O'Shen area, very popular kayak spot. Brendan Bayard's coming up in just a little bit. We'll have his report and fill you in on what the latest is there. But right now, let's go on out to Hackberry Rod and Gun. We've got Captain Kirk Stansel standing by with a report on Calcasieu. How you doing, Captain Kirk? I'm
4: good. I'm real good this morning. You know, we don't have the storms around this morning we had yesterday. They didn't run us off yesterday. They just kind of were around.
1: Well, you know, they, they <laughs> don't count your blessings too early. They, they likely they could pop up, but it's a great that, that at least you're starting without them hanging around. How's the fishing been the last couple of weeks?
4: Oh, uh, the, the fishing has it, it's been good, as long as the wind doesn't blow. That's uh, like, let's see, Tuesday, for instance, was just really, really good. It was calm. A lot of trout, mainly out in the open water uh, over reefs, and some along the ship channel up in the Hackberry area, uh, area around the rocks. Then Wednesday got here, it blew 10 to 15, and it was a struggle for most everybody. We, we struggled, and then uh, then Thursday morning, calm, the bite was right back on.
1: You know, Kirk, uh, as I remember, a uh, uh, west wind is not good for Calcasieu. It kind of drops the water and gets it a little bit dirty. Am I right?
4: It, uh, it's our worst wind, without a doubt. A mm-hmm. west wind, west southwest, is you know, and that's that's what we dealt with for for the end of May right up to about mid July. Just it was every day relentless blowing ten to twenty out of the southwest, and it, that was one of the reasons you know the, we had poor fishing and. Why Southwest Wind does that, you know, it, it it muddies water. Other than that, I don't know know because you can find clean water, but the fish still don't bite. They just hmm. it gives them a lot of job. Well,
1: yeah, well. And it's been that good. way forever. <laughs> well that's good to know. Kirk, uh what's the plan today? Where are you guys headed? What are you gonna target and how will you be rigged up? Will it be live bait or plastics?
4: Uh it'll be both. You'll start off uh with plastics, you know, can that'll be what we're gonna start with? But uh, live bait's gonna be there. Man, it's been shrimp. Uh, gonna, you know, it's pretty calm this morning, so probably gonna uh, be out try to hit the middle of the lake, some of those uh, artificial reefs. But it is a Saturday, and you know, in fact, we're fixing to leave dock here in just a little bit. And if we can beat the crowd, we'll, you know, you can get on a good spot because, you know, even though those reefs are big, they're little hot spots on them, and just by fishing them we have them marked and that that's going to be the plan to start off with but there's been plenty of fish right here in front of the sh- the camp well, uh along the rocks in the ship channel and the fish are not on the rocks you get you get where you can cast to the rocks but turn around throughout toward the middle of the channel in that little deeper water under a popping cork
1: well i hope you get them Kirk, just as a, a warning to people and a reminder about safety, uh, you had really two very bad uh, boating accidents that occurred there recently uh, one in the yeah. Old Sabine River guy fell out of the boat when his vessel uh, lost control of it, and he was hit by the propeller. The other one actually jumped in the water when a boat was running, and he had several propeller strikes on him. I didn't get the latest. I know he was in intensive care. Uh, you just don't jump out of a boat with the with the engine no. running, and, and you take all the precautions to stay in there and wear a kill switch. So if the operator goes oh, over, absolutely. at least the operator, an engine cuts off.
4: It, it, it's state law that you wear your kill switch when you run it. I mean Absolutely. it's long I mean you can get it you can get a ticket for not uh wearing it. And it saves lives. We had one uh you know, like I said it was in West Cove you know, a couple couple of three months ago that one of my captains found and the boat was going in circles and this guy got mauled up bad. He was instantly dead.
3: Hmm.
4: And uh it it, make it be safe and, and don't don't drink. You know, with a guy jumping out of his boat while it's in uh, operating usually they've had a little to drink. So that's, that's, the boat is no place to be. You don't operate a boat while you drink it.
1: Yeah. Well, we had two fatalities. Uh, a little on the eastern end of the state here, around Ponchatrain and the and Blind River. Uh, both of those operators were were. Uh, were inebriated they were, were dui and unfortunately a 17 year old girl was a victim of one and another person off the other one they fell off the front of the boat you know they're out partying drinking young people and riding on the bow of the boat hit awake and person goes in and runs over them and the yeah. propeller kills them you know the other thing is if you've got a boat with a tiller handle on it and, and you fall out and the engine's running that thing will lock at a certain angle, and that boat will come back at you and run in circles around you. Oh, yeah.
4: The, the torque from the prop is going to turn it to, the, uh, going to turn the motor to the left, so it's going to swing to the right, and it's going to make the circle, a tight circle, and it's going to come get you.
1: Tell you what, can't be careful enough on the water. It's supposed to be fun, but can no, sure. turn into tragedy very quickly. Kirk, give us a you know, number yeah. over there on the website if somebody wants to get a hold of you because okay. I know we're starting to book teal season as well as some fall fishing. That's
4: right. The marshes look good over here. We, for the first time in about seven eight years, they're not flooded. So uh, we've got so maybe till season will be real good in the marsh this year. But our cell phone I mean not our cell phone our office number is eight 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 seven six two three three nine one. Web address Hackberry Rod and Gun spell out and and we got those live cams. You can see what's happening.
1: Can spy on you. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, buy (laughs) on us. All right, Captain Kirk, go out there where no man ventures. We'll see you next time, buddy.
4: All right. Talk to you. Good talk to you, Don. All
1: right, Captain Kirk So Coming back after this, it's Captain Daryl Carpenter's turn. He's got an update for us on Grand Isle, where the big rodeo was held last weekend. And this is the time of year school gets in. The island starts getting a little bit less crowded. We'll talk to Daryl about the fishing right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we're getting uh, some more text messages on that jelly in shrimp. We'll talk about that later after the top of the hour and uh, maybe get some more input. Have you ever seen a a jelly or something inside a shrimp as you're deveining? But right now we're going to take it on down to Grand Isle, bring in Captain Darrell Carpenter, get your fishing report if you're going to be fishing down in his neck of the woods. Darrell, if you would, start off, I I haven't been getting many reports from the Lafitte area. Have you ventured to the east or talked to anybody that's gone on the east side of uh, Cooper Bell or over there by the pass?
5: Yeah, Don, as far as the Lafitte area goes, um, I think they're catching most of their stuff up by Lake Salvador and all. The redfish, they've still got a really good redfish uh, population that's hanging way up north in that marsh. So they're not having to run down here very much. We are bumping into them. We're bumping into some of the Lafitte boats every now and then, like today. We got, you know, it's, what, three foot outside? So so we're going to have to retreat to that marsh. Some of them that are venturing down trying to catch trout are all coming into our little neck of the woods, um, you know, which today is going to be probably one of those days where we're going to have to catch 200 to keep 50, you know, because we're, I, I don't know. It depends on what these storms are going to do. It depends on what this wind does, but I think the bays are going to be a little bit rough, especially if it's a repeat of yesterday. Um, <clears throat> we've had a really tough week all because it's weather related. Uh, We hadn't been able to do. We hadn't been able to execute any kind of a plan because we're we're having to fish where the storms let us fish. So, you know, I think today, early morning, you might be able to get out in some of those bays, some of those bigger reefs and stuff, because I think most of our fish are still close to the coast. But one storm pops up, and next thing you know, you got a 15 knot wind the rest of the day.
1: Yeah, so the problem becomes if you're headed into the interior marsh ponds, uh, you know, to get out of the wind, uh, then you're in shallow water, which is heated, and generally I, I guess you would try to find some connecting bayous or canals between those marshes that are a little deeper, and that's probably where the trout would be, be hanging out.
5: Well, we have found them when we've had to go up there. Yes, we have been finding them on the points of islands. We our, our, our tide comes back today. I think we got 1.3 feet today. Um, we've been finding them in the current points on the points of the islands. We've been finding them in the mouth of the marsh ponds. Uh, you know, typically a lot of times where where that water, where you increase the velocity of that current, it'll scour out a little bit of a hole, and that's kind of where we've been finding them. Either in the mouth, where you got a little bit of a depression, a little bit deeper, or on the edge of those bigger bays where you've got current lines going across. You know, going across one of those broken islands.
1: You know, Darrell, back in the days when you and I used to, to fish uh, for the fishing game reports and we had a given day and a certain amount of hours to get it done, <laughs> and if we couldn't find trout, we always had a plan B backup with redfish. Is that still in, in play? Well, Don, we've been concentrating
5: so hard on trout. Now, I will tell you earlier this week I had a, a dad and his 10-year-old, and you know, that was one of his bucket lists is let's try to get this kid his first redfish. So we spent maybe an hour, hour and a half on redfish. And in that time we caught two. So I think today we're going to put a little bit more time in it, but to give you an accurate report, we just haven't spent any time doing it because there's been no need to, um, you know, the trout have been, have been consistent enough that we've stayed down here. And I'm going to tell you point blank, you know, we talked after August of last year, we talked about how we're going to have to relearn these waters. Um, Last week, one of the storms cornered me in the marsh, and I had to do some zigging and zagging through some of that marsh to get back. And I'm going to tell you, a lot of that stuff has changed. So as the fall approaches, you know, we've relearned where the sandbars here are here close to the coast and so forth. But as fall starts coming in, we're going to have to start relearning that marsh because there's a lot of stuff up there that's changed over the last year.
1: Yeah, and that can be uh, very dangerous in the wintertime getting stranded out there. Well, Darrell, uh, what about bull reds? Uh, if they're not there now in the passes, uh, shouldn't be too much further off, the big bull red I'm talking no, about. No, no, I'm, I'm glad
5: you brought that up because I, I, I was meaning to mention it. They're here. Um, had some clients last week that in their own boat, and, and my neighbors too. Uh, you know, they had the wives and the ladies here, so they went and sat up and just sat on anchor near that bridge and uh, it was, I mean, 15, the reports I got was 15, 20 minutes. Each one of them had a bull red on. So they are here. They're starting to congregate in those passes.
1: Glad to hear that because that is certainly an awful lot of fun. Well, Darrell, thanks for the update. As always, somebody wants to get you. I got you on my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. You got Realscreamers.com, and that's like the fishing reel. Give them that telephone number if they want to give you a call and look (laughs) at getting a trip down there this fall.
5: Right, or they can just pick up the phone and call 225-937-6288. All
1: right, my friend, thanks for the report, the good advice, all the tips you give, and uh, y'all be safe on the water and hope you catch a bunch.
5: I got what sounds like going to be a rowdy bunch this morning. That's the reason I had to step (laughs) off the boat to do this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the first fish will calm them down, we hope. Right. Have a good day, Doc. All right. Daryl Carpenter, RealScreamers.com. All right, we come back. Uh, we're going to tell you about that story, 665 catfish. How many catfish is too many? Well, it was too many for these guys. They're our bad boys of the outdoors. we got that story. Ryan Lambert checks with us. Mike Gallo, Brendan Bayard. We've got fishing report info for you. Some more of your text messages. If you'd like to shoot us one, it's 504 504- That is our text line directly here at the studio, and we'll be back with our number two of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild.